We all have questions. We all need answers. It is on this program that we get our answers from the Bible. It's time to Ask the Preacher with Rev. Carl Gallops of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Preacher. I'm your host, Mike Bates, and with me in the studio, as he is every week, is the pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, Reverend Carl Gallops. Welcome, Carl. Thank you for that welcome, Mike. It's great to be here, as always. My question for today is a seasonal topic, although people do actually discuss this year-round. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Well, that is a good question, and and people do ask that year-round, particularly around Halloween, but yeah, I get that question all the time. Well, Mike, in my humble opinion, in the final analysis, a Christian probably should not celebrate Halloween. Now, that's not a blanket condemnation at this point to all those who might still be celebrating Halloween, but let me explain myself. Um, Halloween is neither an American tradition nor is it a Christian tradition. And a lot of people don't know that. Halloween was not officially celebrated in the United States until the early 1900s. It was introduced primarily through the uh, French-European community living in the Michigan area and Ohio area in the early 1900s. Um, Became quite popular in that culture and community and was mimicked in other areas. I think Halloween was then celebrated in other areas in in the state of New York and and New Jersey. And then from there, it just kind of spread nationwide until it was finally, and I don't remember the exact date now, as as you know, Mike, we do these shows with about a, without a bunch of notes in front of us. So, uh, but but somewhere um, in the uh, mid uh, early 1900s, uh, it was you know proclaimed as a part of the the American calendar, Halloween, October 31st. But it it was transported, it was imported to our nation. It's interesting though, Mike, because a lot of people are under the mistaken impression that it is somehow American. And some even are under the impression that it is somehow Christian. And I think I know why that is, because let me give a little history or foundation of Halloween. Now, I don't want to bore the listeners to death with all these intricate details. I've done a lot of studying on this, and there are four or five traditions surrounding the founding of Halloween. But I can boil it down simply like this, that that the Halloween tradition as we know it is a conglomeration and mixture of two things— the, the older, more ancient European Roman Catholic tradition, and I'll explain that in a moment, mixed with ancient European pagan religious traditions, mainly among the Druid priests of ancient Europe, but, but other traditions as well. Very popular in the French pagan cultures and in the French Roman Catholic the ancient Roman Catholic traditions. Now, let me let me tell you why. For our Roman Catholic listeners, please don't be angry at me. I, I just want to tell you why I'm throwing that term in there because this is historically verifiable. Um, uh, October 31st, we call it Halloween, but the Roman Catholics, even today, have a holiday, one of their most sacred holidays on that day. It's called All Hallowed Eve or All Saints Day, and that's on October 31st. In fact, that's 
Go ahead. Well, now, All Saints Day is actually November 1st. Uh, you're right. Hallow's Eve That's is right. the evening before All Saints a- Day. Absolutely. Okay. The, the two run together. And as I said earlier, and if you want to get re- de- real detailed, we will. I was just trying to make it as general okay. as possible for uh, for for the, the, the ease of discussion here. But you're absolutely right. Uh, All Hallow's Eve, October 31st, All Saints Day, the next day following. And, and um, in fact, it was on that holiday, and this can be a whole other program, when Martin Luther, the Catholic priest uh, posted his 95 theses on the church door at Wittenberg, Germany, because uh, in, in that day there were no big newspapers and television and CNN news and Fox news and internet. And then the church door was the public forum. It was the public bulletin board. And that was the biggest holiday of the of the European Catholic Church was this All Saints Day and All Hallowed Eve. And so he knew he would have the most uh, viewers of his thesis. And so it was all conglomerated around that October 31st. And that's where this comes in. So there was this understanding in the Roman Catholic tradition that that on this particular day it was set aside as a day where where the church would uh, uh, you, you know you could pray to and pray for uh, your relatives who had passed on to the other world and it was a time when you could pray them out of the, the different levels of purgatory and make your offerings to the church and burn your candles and all of those things that were affiliated with it and so you can see this how this understanding of Halloween or all hallowed Eve having something to do with death and the dead and speaking to the dead or helping the dead or praying for the dead. And so you you have that tradition mixed in then with pagan culture over hundreds of years in ancient Europe, um, mixing in with a cultic uh, understanding of the dead and the dead haunting the uh, the living and uh, the traditions of how to keep the, the 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 ghosts away or the or the ones that were haunting away and then mixed in with uh, the understanding of the promotion of these pagan religions and the customs and the mythology that went around them so anyway all of that kind of got conglomerated together mixing the religious and pagan traditions over hundreds of years in ancient Europe. Well, of course, the earliest settlers to the United States of America came from Europe, and most of them did. And then as we got into the early 1900s, this tradition of a, of a, of, of a rudimentary Halloween was brought to the United States through the French European community in Michigan and Ohio. That's where it's the earliest celebrations are traced to in our nation. So anyway, I hope I haven't lost the listeners by now because I've got more detailed than I wanted to. But the bottom line is this is why I think today Americans often think that Halloween is somehow somehow religious, perhaps, and they believe it's somehow American. Because um, you know we we've celebrated it in that way. So, but my point is, as I tell Christians all the time, that no, really, if you bottom line the thing and and really examine it for what it is, it is neither Christian nor American. And as a matter of fact, it has deep, deep roots in mythology and pagan religious and occultic religious understanding. Now, the other thing is, is that the modern day. Uh, uh, um, Wiccan movements 
the, the, the witch movement in the United States, which is not a, I mean, it's a out front and open thing now. Um, a lot of books written to it. Uh, you can go to phone books in some areas, yellow pages, and find Wiccan churches, so to speak, and Wiccan, Wiccan gatherings. And, but, and it is a fact that October 31st, Halloween, is one of their most high holy days it is in the top five, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it is the highest of their holy days. If not, it's in the in the very top, and they're very upfront about it. And it is a a a day in which they believe that you are most able to communicate with the spirits and to communicate with the dead. It's interesting because because that's in a in a more Christianized version. That's what the Roman Catholics say. And in a more pagan version, that's what the ancient Druids said. So that's what our modern-day Wiccans say. So when a Christian understands all of this, you know, my challenge to Christians is, look, I'm not going to condemn you if you don't know all of this. You, You have to listen to a show like this or do some research on your own to know it. But once you know it... Why would you want to take your child and dress them up as a witch or a demon or a goblin or, and send them out into the dark uh, night um, practicing or, or uh, repeating a ritual that is, that is very pagan and occultic in its roots and is neither distinctly Christian nor American? And as a matter of fact, the ritual itself uh, is even antithetical to some biblical teaching. So I encourage, Mike, I encourage Christians to look for alternatives. Um, and I'll give you some examples of some alternatives in a moment. But I encourage Christians. I, I'm not fundamental about it. I don't jump up and down and say you're going to hell if you send your kid out in a, in, in, on a Halloween trick-or-treating night. But I do try to help Christians understand that you know, probably the best thing to teach your children is the truth about it. And that it is occultic. And that it, it does have its pagan roots. And that it is not Christian. It is not American. And it's something that our Christian family just chooses not to participate in. That's going to be tough. Because the world around them does. I mean, from the schools, they decorate the schools, to the town, they decorate the town, and everybody in town, it seems like, participates in it. But what we do in our church, and what a lot of churches around the nation are doing, is we provide an alternative on that night. We call it a Halloween alternative, or a Jesus festival, or whatever you want to call it. But what we do is um, we allow a lighted environment, nothing's in the dark, and uh, and, and it's fun, and it's festive. Uh, it's a festival, it's like a big carnival, and the kids come, and they get plenty of treats and candy, and there's no tricking, and and, uh, they can dress up if they want. We don't turn anybody away, even if they come in a witch's costume, but we encourage the kids to come in, you know, Bible characters if they want, or cartoon characters, or superhero characters, or, or they don't have to wear a costume at all. But kids love costume parties. There's nothing inherently evil about that, nothing inherently evil about imagination and pretending that you're uh, a, a, a um, superhero or something. So we, we want the kids to enjoy that part of being a child with and leaving out the occultic element. Now, it's funny because, you know, I said that we encourage them not to wear, for example, a witch's outfit, mm-hmm. but we don't turn them away. We're not going to embarrass a child and humiliate a child and their parents if the kids show up in, in these kinds of costumes because perhaps they don't understand what they what you're now understanding, listeners, by listening to the show. So we don't do that. But it's interesting, Mike, because two years ago, I remember this distinctly, we had a couple of hundred kids show up and their parents. And we were having this big festival on Halloween night out there. And by the way, it's very popular at our church, and I think it is with a lot of churches, because Christian parents want this alternative. They don't want to be the bad guy and tell their kids they can't go. But on the other hand, they understand that, gosh, I really don't want to 
my kid participating in this pagan ritual. So we did it, and all these kids are pouring, pouring in, and this one beautiful little girl walks in, dressed up like the witch off Wizard of Oz. I mean, the <laughs> black pointy hat, the black cape, uh, all kinds of makeup on, and the fake fangs hanging out of the mouth, and you know, and blood dripping off of them, and all this stuff. Just as happy as she could be, she walks in. Of course, we receive her with a smile on her face. She gets in. Mike, I promise you, nobody said a word to her. At least no adult did. You know, kids may have said something. But I'm watching this little girl, and within 15 minutes of being there, she voluntarily starts stripping out of her costume. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, her regular clothes are on underneath, and she realizes, I think, in a few moments that, wow, my costume is, like, totally out of place. Mm-hmm. And I truly saw nobody teasing her or harassing her and she had a blast she had a smile on her face she was laughing and had a blast but she voluntarily uh, kind of was under conviction when she was she's probably eight or ten years old and um and so i saw that happen and and uh, you know i would prefer that to happen than for some adult to accost a child at the door and say hey witch you can't come in here but well, we we don't do that and different churches have different policies and and i respect that but that's our policy at, at hickory hammock but we do provide an alternative because uh Parents are really looking for a good, godly alternative without telling their kids, no, you're not participating at all. You stay home. The rest of the world's doing it. You sit down, shut up, and you're not going anywhere. And, you know, parents don't want to do that. So that's what we try to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll take our break now. And when we get back, I want to kind of address what harm can come from Halloween. Because I'm of the opinion that, you know, look, I went trick-or-treating as a kid. Yeah, and, so did I. You know, I don't worship the devil. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't either. So, yeah. so how much harm can really come from this? That's a very fair question. We'll get the answer to that question when Ask the Preacher continues. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher. I'm Mike Bates, and with me in the studio, Carl Gallups, the pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. We're discussing Halloween and whether or not Christians should celebrate Halloween. Mm -hmm. And you, Carl, uh, seem to be of the opinion that they generally should not. In the final analysis, they generally should not. I'm I'm not too uh, um, judgmental about it, but I do try to educate Christians as to why they should not, yes. I remember going trick-or-treating as a child, and I remember you coming to my door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was I dressed up as? You weren't dressed as Jesus, I know that. (laughs) Well... I, I'm certain I never had a costume that was, you know, Jesus, Moses, Noah, anything I'm like certain that. certain you didn't either. But I remember I was a Martian, I was Superman, I was a football player, cowboy. Uh-huh. I remember uh-huh. some of those. Was I ever a skeleton, a witch, a, yeah. a ghost? A demon or something. I truly yeah. don't remember. Right. Okay. Um, although I, I now it just came into my mind, I was Zorro one time. Zorro must have been <laughs> big when go. I was a kid. Um, so I don't recall ever doing any of the you know, the traditional scary kind. And in fact, our rule at our house, much to the chagrin of my children, is that they cannot, they can go trick-or-treating and they do. And they can wear the costumes and they do, but they can't be witches, warlocks, ghosts, goblins, skeletons. Well, there you go. So they, they, there's kind of a good compromise. They don't necessarily have to be Jesus, Noah, Moses. Right. Do you explain to them why? Yeah, 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 we do, we that's, do. That's good. But they don't like it, and every year my son tries to pull, my oldest in particular, yeah. <laughs> tries to pull, well, Dad, I want it to be, you know, the bloody scream head this year or something, because <laughs> a friend of his was the bloody scream that's head right. last year. That's right. And I'll concede, it was a really cool costume. You, <laughs> s- you squeeze a little pump action, and it looked like blood was dripping over this screamy face. I mean, it was cool, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I understand why he wanted to do it, but no, yeah. veto, uh-uh, not going to do it. But I went trick-or-treating as a kid. 
my kids go trick-or-treating as kids, although, as I just said, not as the right. scary types. Mm -hmm. um, but to me, as a child, and I think really even today, my kids perceive it as innocent fun, it's a costume party, and it's free candy. They don't consider it to be any kind of satanic ritual or yeah. devil worship or anything like that. So what harm could really come mm -hmm. from allowing our children to participate in, if not actually celebrate, Halloween? Well, that's a very fair question. And you used a couple of key words that I want to key in on. You used the word innocence, innocent fun. And you use the word or the phrase, what harm could, could come, could come. And you emphasize could. Well, mm -hmm. well, I say that some harm could come if it were not thoroughly explained, if it were not thoroughly understood by the family, et cetera, et cetera, um, uh, just because of its pagan occultic roots. And if a kid just grows up thinking that pagan occultic practices and mythology are okay for their life and a part of life, then some spiritual harm could come to that child. That's my belief as a Christian. But I think the key word you used, Mike, was innocence, innocent fun. And here's my philosophy on this. Again, I'll say what I said in the beginning of the show in case people are just now tuning in. I... Try not to be dogmatic, judgmental, and say to somebody, look, if you celebrate Halloween, you and your kids are going to hell. I, I try not to do that because, first of all, I don't believe that. But second of all, um, it's, usually it's just a matter of education. I try to balance it by saying, in my opinion, Christians, once they understand the whole thing, should not celebrate Halloween. Or I would concede, and not just because you're my friend, or at the very least, they should thoroughly educate their children and then take all the pagan out of it they possibly can. Because the bottom line is Halloween is a pagan celebration. Ask the Wiccan attendants. It is the high holy day of the Wiccan church or the Wiccan group. And it is about communicating with the dead. It is occultic in its very nature. And it came from occultic European roots. So that is unarguable. How one celebrates it in their home or whether one chooses to or not is up to the family. And that's where I think the education is important. Now, having said that, let's get back to the innocence. I have a theory, Mike. I think... You know, you watch the television shows Happy Days and uh, Andy Griffith and um, uh, Leave it to Beaver. Mike, as corny as some of those shows are to us now, there really, really, really was a time in our nation when those shows reflected at least some truisms of our culture. Now, the shows were Hollywood and they were a bit over-exaggerated, overstated, but the what made them entertaining was is that they reflected a true part of our culture in those days. And if you watch those shows, you see an innocence. You hear the storylines. The worst thing that happened in Mayberry was uh, a jaywalker. Uh, the worst thing that Beaver ever did was tell a lie to his daddy about something. And, you know, I mean, if it's a reality show today about today's culture, look at them. Mm -hmm. Look at the sitcoms oh, yeah. today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and so the point I'm making is that we used to have in the... 30s and 40s and 50s, and yes, even in the early 60s, a relative innocence in our culture. Now, please hear me. I, I'm not naive enough to think that our culture was perfect or perfectly innocent, but there truly was an innocence in the days that you and I grew up in, wherein Halloween was never, ever presented. I mean, you didn't have the, the communication uh, uh, avenues that we have today where the Wiccan church <clears throat> can so clearly get its message out um, so, so that... Um, so that to, in those days, we didn't know anything about the Wiccans and witches and All Hallowed Eve and communicating with the dead. We just knew it was a time to go get some candy and put on a costume, have fun, come home, and 
and the whole community participated in it. We went into people's homes. They would offer us food, apples. We ate. I mean, today that's an absolute no-no. You don't go in a person's home that you don't know. You don't eat raw food from them. We did it. They would invite us in. One of the things that people would do is bake a cake and divide it up and have the little kids come in and sit and eat cake. See how innocent we were, Mike? Mm-hmm. It would horrify us to think of somebody doing that. Now, we'd, put, we'd, we'd want to press charges against somebody that brought your kid into their home and fed them raw food on Halloween's night. And you'd want to think, well, are they sex abusers, child abusers? Are they trying to poison my kid? You see where we've come? So, so yes, I know you celebrated Halloween as a kid. So did I. And the reason I think that we were not affected, one of the big reasons is because there was this shelter of relative innocence in those days. For example, the movie uh, Wizard of Oz. It's often mm-hmm. presented to me that, well, golly, look at the Wizard of Oz. I mean, that's all about witches and ghosts and goblins, and, and it's usually shown on TV around Halloween, and, and, uh, but it's just a good, innocent entertainment. And my answer to that is, yes, it kind of really is. Um, uh, as you and I have discussed before, I mean, the Wizard of Oz, think about the movie, analyze it. Um, it was produced in more innocent of times. It is a clear presentation of good and evil, black and white. You got the good witch, the bad witch. You got the white magic, the black magic. Not that white magic is okay, you know, from a Christian standpoint, but I'm saying there's clearly a mark between good and evil, and the evil is presented as evil and dark and ugly, and evil loses in the end. Good is presented as light and bright and pretty and uh, admirable, and good triumphs in the end. So it is a story in reality, not about witches and demons and ghosts and goblins. It is a story about good and evil in which good triumphs over evil. And somebody may, I know people say, well, look at the Wizard of Oz. What's the difference between that and Harry Potter? Well, Harry Potter's just the opposite. <laughs> it presents evil as good and good as evil and evil triumphs in Harry Potter. So, so that's the modern day Wizard of Oz substitute for this reversed culture that we live in now. So that's my philosophy, Mike. That's my theory as to why adults in our age category, you're just a few years younger than I am, but basically we're from the same generation. Um, that's why adults in our age category have such a hard time saying, well, you know, it, when I grew up, we did it and it was okay and I'm not warped and preacher, why, what's wrong with my kids celebrating Halloween? And all I tell parents is, look, we live in completely different times. Please know the truth Educate your children as to the truth. Speak with your children and look for a good, clean alternative if possible. And if there's not one, create one and be as creative as possible. You've told us how you kind of do that with your family. There are other ways of doing it. That's why I try not to be too judgmental and demand that everybody do it exactly like I do it. But we do try to offer alternatives. Our church does and many other churches do. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line analysis when somebody says, should a Christian celebrate Halloween? My answer is in today's culture. Once you know the truth, final analysis, no, I really don't think they should. Do you think there's a difference between celebrating Halloween and participating in traditional Halloween activities? Well, I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs, uh, yes and no. It depends on how you want to define it. But, it, it you know, you can pull an example of, uh, uh, you know, you, of, of other uh, traditions. And you just pick another pagan tradition uh, and, and you say, well... Um, do you want your kids participating in it? We can make it appear more innocent than it is. I, those are decisions you have to make as a family. I, I say, why try to Christianize, if you will, why try to justify something that is inherently pagan, admittedly pagan, with pagan roots and a pagan message? Um, so that would be my answer is that I tr- you just try, like the Bible says, try to avoid any appearance of evil. 
Now, again, that has to be balanced with information. So many people don't understand what the listeners now understand today mm-hmm. after hearing this show. When you use the word pagan, does that mean anti-Christian or just not of Christian origin? In the very general sense, it means anti-Christian, but it can also mean not of Christian origin, depending upon how okay. one wants to define well, it. Like but the... I'm using it kind of in the anti-Christian okay. uh, uh, definition, yeah, like okay. like occultism, Satanism, which is adamantly anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. But in its, in its very general dictionary form, it can mean anything that's not distinctly Biblical Christian Christianity, yeah. yes. Well, and in, in relatively recent years, the city of Detroit in particular, although it does happen elsewhere, it's either Hell's Night or Devil's Night, I forget On which October they call 31st. it. The 31st. The right. 31st setting fires to the city, and That's it's right. just mayhem. And those are done by pagans and uh, certain occultic groups. Yeah, you certainly don't see the Bible clubs out there setting fires. No, you don't see Bible clubs setting (laughs) fires. Well, that's right. And uh, let me ask you this. If you were walking down a dark alley late at night in a big city and somebody was coming up behind you quickly, would you rather it be a born-again, Bible-believing Christian (laughs) or an occultic, demonic pagan? Well, Which one would you want it to be? Obviously the Christian. Well, there you yes. go. And so these people that say, I hate Christians. Well, you know, think about it. You might not like what they preach or teach, but... Which one would you rather have around you in a situation like that? Mm-hmm. Well, Christians are relatively harmless folks. <laughs> okay. And in fact, can do an awful lot of good, too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, we are out of time. These shows fly by, but they're always very interesting. I hope they do to the listeners. They do to me. <laughs> and they do to me, too. We've got so many more things we could discuss. But yeah. there's other shows coming up, and other we'll discuss those then. Uh, Hickory Hammock Baptist Church does have an outstanding website with topics such as this address, plus some other Bible study tools and other things on there. It's worth going to. It's www.hickoryhammockbaptist.org. Carl, would you please close us in prayer? I will. And Jesus, the desire of my heart is that people would simply know the truth so that the truth may set them free. And so that we might get rid of any vestige of paganism or non-belief in our life, and that we would just exalt you with our life without trying to be too judgmental on others at the same time. Help us to strike that balance to bring a, a pleasing testimony to your name. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.